At the age of 39, Julia Brown has already made a record of achievement that would be the envy of somebody twice her age. She first encountered the communists while campaigning for a candidate for the Cleveland City Council. They tricked her into joining the Communist Party by telling her it was a civil rights group. She quit a few months later when she discovered it's a conspiracy and went to the FBI. The Bureau asked her to rejoin the party as an undercover agent, which she did. Julia worked for the FBI in that capacity for nine years. They were no doubt years of constant danger. As you know, the communists have an unfortunate habit of killing people. Later, she testified before the House Committee on Un-American Activities and blew the whistle on communist attempts to use race to make trouble. Along these lines, it was Julia Brown whose speeches around the country exposed Martin Luther King to such an extent that he began to cancel his own. It was Mrs. Brown's speaking tours which no doubt eventually convinced the communists that Martin Luther King was worth more to them dead than alive. Mrs. Brown and I have worked together many times. We were together in Sandersville, Georgia, which King's racist agitators had brought to the point of explosion. That explosion didn't take place, largely because Mrs. Brown was able to prove to residents of both colors that the trouble in Sandersville wasn't black or white, but red. We worked together in our civil rights seminars in 1966, in which I was the token white man. A few years ago, a few years ago, Larry McDonald brought me and Julia to Washington from our homes in Southern California to testify before the Senate Judiciary Committee about the proposed Martin Luther King holiday. I'm sorry, but until you have carried Julia Brown's luggage across the country, I couldn't begin to take you seriously. Jack McManus suggested we pave the way for Mrs. Brown by playing a couple of minutes from her message in Anarchy USA, the classic movie produced by Ed Griffin. So if you would play that little segment now, uh, gentlemen. I'm Julia Brown. For nine years, I was a member of the Communist Party, serving as an undercover agent for the FBI. During that time, I learned that the Communist conspiracy had been planning and working for years to bring violent revolution to America. It was to be a communist revolution, but the great majority of the American people would not be allowed to realize that until it had already happened. If all goes according to the communist blueprint, Americans will believe that the chaos and violence has something to do with civil rights. Our enemies were quick to find our weakest point for their attack. They knew that racial differences could provide them with an excellent wedge to divide our people. Their strategy simply has been to keep hammering on that wedge, to drive it deeper into our social structure, to open all wounds that have long since healed, and deliberately to create new ones wherever they can. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please give the tumultuous welcome she deserves to my good friend, 
Julia Brown, American. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you all to know what a delight and a thrill it is to be here, to be part of the historic occasion. I have always been a fan of Mr. Welch, and through the years I have become a fan of Jack McManus, Alan Stang, Bill Cherry, Joe Metrin, and Charlie Everett. Now I plan to be a baseball fan. <laughs> My role in this part of our celebration is to look ahead into the future. I think I was chosen to do this because I have a few more years experience than all of these younger men. After all, I am 39 years old. Although Alan Stang has adopted me as his grandmother, you know, I don't mind getting old for a minute. The alternative is unthinkable. Anyone who stops growing old stops, period. And I'm not quite ready for that. Those of you who have been part of our society's crusade for more than a few years know that this organization, more than all others combined, helped to keep racial conflict from destroying our country. We stopped the anarchy that was intended for America. We, but we did not complete the job. And now, at least for a time, we must suffer the frustration of a national holiday named in honor of a man who was a liar, a traitor, a tool of communism, and a man about whom secrets must be sealed in a vault for 50 years. <clears throat> To keep the truth about him being fully known, Martin Luther King said he had a dream. A real American who had the kind of dream he had would call it a nightmare. 
Today, one of King's lieutenants is on the loose, Jesse Jackson. Where Martin Luther King said, I have a dream, Jesse Jackson is saying, I have a scheme. His, his scheme is to use the millions of taxpayers' dollars he and his organization have been given to promote racial consciousness throughout America. And the scheme includes getting Negro Americans to vote for him and for the socialism he consistently promotes. His constant call for more federal programs, the same thing King always did, is a call for economic stagnation across the land, a problem which is already being felt most heavily by Negro Americans. If we are going to look at the future, we should begin by looking at the past. Over 100 years ago, America was widely known as a nation full of self-reliant people whose government was held to a few simple tasks. Because the people were self-reliant, there was no demand for government to take over a person's responsibilities. With few exceptions, the people took care of themselves because they had to. But hard work meant success. And even if someone failed, he simply took a deep breath and started over again. The people wanted it that way a hundred years ago. And millions of immigrants left the old world to come here to get away from too much government that makes slaves of its people. And when they came here, the self-reliance that so characterizes America inspired them. And they worked and prospered, and so did the nation. How do we regain that condition? Political leaders of today don't promote it. They want government to save men's bodies, not dependence on God to save man's souls. Educators don't promote it. They teach nothing about the greatness of America, preferring usually to focus on a few strains in our glorious history. One of those stains, of course, held many of my people in slavery. But America officially wiped it away 120 years ago and has continued to wipe away all remaining traces in the years since. No, we never were a perfect land, but we have always been the best. How, 
how do we regain that condition? The way to do it is to really to rally those who still possess self-reliance and who still know the deadliness of big government. What someone ought to do is start an organization that promotes true Americanism and opposes all forms of tyranny, especially its most obvious form of communism. If there was such an organization of solid Americans of all colors and all ethnic and religious backgrounds, then they could spread the truth about liberty everywhere and gather more good people into their group. They could print books and magazines and start a speaker's bureau and a chain of bookstores. They could raise money to produce films and tapes, and they could expose the lies, greed, and stupidity that turns self-reliance people into slaves of government. All of that could be done, and America could regain her reputation as a nation of self-reliant people with a strictly limited government. If someone would only start an organization and get the ball rolling. But wait, someone did what was needed. The organization was started, wasn't it? And we, here, we are here to celebrate its 25th anniversary. How fortunate that we are here, that the John Birch Society was started in 1958, and that we are part of this great team. Without Robert Welch's creation, there would be no hope. With it, and all the hard work still to be done, there is tremendous hope. <clears throat> for America and for an end to the communist conspiracy's grip on so much of the world. And so I see a future where America does indeed regain the greatness that flows from self-reliance. People and limited government. I see America cutting off aid and trade to communists throughout the globe. I see men and women being elected to Congress because they want less government, not more. I see the churches rejecting socialism and the schools again teaching academic and personal disciplines. I see America hard at work because they are again able to keep the fruits of their labor. I see the John Birch Society's members admired and respected as the noble individuals that they truly are.
I see a waiting list of many who want to join the society. I see this organization able to direct some of its efforts to other nations from a new international headquarters located in what used to be the United Nations building in New York City. I see all of this because of all of you who are here and because of tens of thousands of John Birches who cannot be here today, but who are with us in spirit. I know that you will keep at your work, all of you, because you and I both know that the future depends on the John Birch Society. <clears throat> Martin Luther King may have had his dream, and Jesse Jackson certainly has his scheme, but Julia Brown is part of a team the John Birch Society. Our team will win this great struggle because we simply do not intend to lose. Whatever it takes, we will find the time, the reinforcements, the money, the dedication to get the job done. So let's have a good time here at this historic anniversary party. And I suggest that plans be started right now for another celebration in the year of 2008 so that the best Americans in this great country can celebrate the reestablishment of less government more responsibilities with God's help, that better world. Thank God for all of you. Thank God for Mr. Welsh and the John Birch Society. <clears throat>